Hello, my friends. This is Andy and Heidi. I come to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A production of ResurrectMinistry.com where you can deepen your relationship with Christ. And if you do not yet know him, he will meet you where you are. That is a promise of our Lord. He is a living relational God. And if you haven't experienced the redemptive power of Christ, I invite you to try. Um, to reach out uh, with sincerity in your heart, and he will meet you where you are, absolutely. So we have uh, Bible resources, worship bands, pastors to listen to, everything you need to begin your walk with Christ or to deepen your relationship wherever you may be in your journey. Uh, if you'd like to drop us a line or a comment, we'd love to hear from you. You could do it in the comment section on the website. And if you care to partner with us, uh, you can click the Donate Now button. That was awesome. Thank you. Make sure to go into the description wherever you're watching this and uh, or even if you're listening on a podcast and you'll find some links that will lead you to some of our sponsors. Make sure and hit those links and check them out, um, including uh, I believe I put the Real Life Network. I hope so. I'm pretty sure that Please I did. Please download yeah. the app. We've had hundreds. Uh, Pastor Jack's had hundreds of thousands of downloads since this week, um, since the launch. And it's just such a blessing for people to subscribe and like and share uh, the network so that we could um, build its capacity. I see that they've already added some some new people. Don't ask me what their names are. I oh. just saw that they added some new people <laughs> that I didn't I see the first it. time. Yeah, so it's going to be growing. And they even had kids um, uh, Program. shows, programming. Uh, for those of you that have little ones that uh, you don't want them going on YouTube or Oh, just watching, TikTok or Just whatever. watching mainstream TV. I was like, is that yeah. Yeah. supposed to be a girl or right. a boy? It's Disney. You can't get away from it everywhere it's crazy so just go to the real life network and just that's all you watch and um you'll be able to keep up on the news because jack likes to keep up on the news yes uh, we sent them a video um that came out of el dorado high school which is one of our high schools here in the placentia herbal in the unified school district where a teacher was teaching uh, something inappropriate that was not on the curriculum about um some i'll just say some inappropriate stuff gay sexual encounters it's, it's gone worldwide it's already had millions of views so i'm sure that uh, if you haven't seen it and yet, can you imagine it. that started from some kid doing it on an anonymous instagram account yep, yep. But that's how the post started yep. it went absolutely all over the world and just one more thing because maybe there's people that don't know this yet but the pylusd is something where hetty and i have been involved with uh, for years uh trying to change i've been speaking at uh, school board meetings i've been helping uh some of the you know, the people that are I'm running for Andy's school wife. board, school board uh, get elected. And we've been able to get a majority of uh, of the school board members uh, to be parents who care that don't want their children uh, uh, indoctrinated and hate all the sexualization of the kids. And uh, they have now um, got a new super uh, hired a new superintendent who is amazing and took action immediately when that video before it even really went viral. I, I sent it yeah. to him. Right. Well, as soon as somebody sent it to me uh, and uh, it was really early, he took action, divisive action, decisive, not divisive, decisive. Well, divisive with some people, <laughs> decisive action. So I just want to make sure that was pointed out because some people say, Carrie well, saw the school thing. Oh, did she? Carrie, how'd you yeah, see it? Yeah, you oh, yeah. my goodness. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. Uh, link is not on YouTube. It shows that we're on YouTube. Are us on YouTube? No, or the... The, one of the links. Maybe Jack, Pastor Jack's network or something. Uh, I got you. Internet Hi, keeps going down. And it shows that we're strong on our end. So uh, just keep us up to date what's happening here. Uh, yeah, it's on Instagram. 
Wow. She saw it on Instagram. That's where I first saw it. All right, let's get to the devotional. And it's uh, uh, Charles Spurgeon, Morning by Morning, for June 3rd. The reference is 1 Chronicles 4.23. It says, These were the potters and those that dwelt among plants and hedges. There they dwelt with the king for his work. Charles Spurgeon says, Potters weren't considered the highest class of workers, and the material they used was nothing but clay. The king needed them, however, so they were employed in royal work. We as well, we as well may be engaged in the most menial tasks for the Lord, but it is still a great privilege to do anything for the king. Thus, we will continue in our calling with the hope that even while we sleep among the campfires, the wings of our dove are sheathed with silver, its feathers with shining gold. Our text verse tells us of those that dwelt among plants and hedges, those living and working in rough and difficult conditions. Perhaps they desired to live in the city among the working of, so of society and places of refinement, but they stayed in the appointed places for they were doing the king's work. In the same way, the place of our calling is fixed and we are not to leave it due to some fleeting whim or mood. Instead, we are to serve the Lord where we are by being a blessing to those around us. These potters and gardeners had royal company for they dwelt with the king. And although they had to live among plant and hedges, it was there they dwelt with the king. There is no place or occupation, however, however menial, that can prohibit us from communing with our divine Lord, as long as that place, our, our occupation is of him. Even when visiting the poor in their roach-infested shacks, factories, or jails, we can go with the king. We can go with the king. In all our works of faith, we can count on fellowship with Jesus. And it is when we are at his work, we will encounter his smile. You unknown servants who work for your Lord amid the dirt and wretchedness of the lowest of the lowest class, be of good cheer. <laughs> Jewels have been found in the dunghills of life. In the dunghills, folks. <laughs> Ordinary clay pots have been filled with heavenly treasure and ugly weeds have been transformed into beautiful flowers. Continue to dwell with the king, doing his work, and when he writes his final chronicles, your name will re be recorded there. Oh, so much of this meant so much to me. All right. Well, you then you get started. Okay. All right. It well, uh, it's it's so counterintuitive. Everything mm -hmm. that with the Lord is backwards from what we know. The first will be last, and the last will be first. It's it's backwards from what the world teaches us, and it is like in my own walk, it was. First, I think, oh, I'm going to have this life of leisure. I'm just going to enjoy going to church. I'm going to go to this fancy movie star church up the street from me, and I'm going to hang out in Bel Air, and all will be well. <laughs> amongst <laughs> then, your peeps. Amongst my peeps. <laughs> um, and then it was like, start this ministry, run like a rabbit. And I, I was scared half out of my wits. But then once I gained the confidence, I expected that I was going to live the life that I had lived as a Muslim, like meaning that my, my capacity, what God has put on me was going to now 
be for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So in other words, I was going to again, leave my daughter at home and I was going to work. I was going to work even though I was working, you know, I thought I wasn't going to be working anymore. Now I'm going to be working for the kingdom. Um, and I was going to build this oh, wow. ministry. Yeah. I just thought, <laughs> I thought I just shifted responsibilities and now I'm going to be doing all of that knowledge, all of that expertise, everything I gained. Now I'm just going to do it for the kingdom. That's instead. because that's what your flesh knew. Yes. Your flesh only knew that. That's all I knew. That's how you had to work. Yeah. So that's what I was going to do. And then, <laughs> and then what does he do? <laughs> what? what does he do? And then he moves me to Orange County, marries a man and sits me in the house. <laughs> I well, that's not that far from what I'm, I'm actually feeling from this devotional, but go ahead. But it's just that, you know what I mean? He did the, he did the exact opposite of what I expected mm. was going to happen. And so it's not just, you know, that we have all these children, even the responsibility of my own kid. I mean, I spend all day long driving her back and forth. Now we have this, you know, intensive therapy that she's going through. So five nights a week, I'm driving there and then mm. I'm driving her to cheer. And then, you know what I mean? It's like literally all day long. It's just so, it's just so funny that in the flesh, it seems so counterintuitive. It's like, how am I going to build my ministry this way? But this devotional, it's exactly what God is saying. He's like, stay where I plant you. I am growing you where I plant you. Mm. And it's so, it's absolutely true because the qualities that he's building in me, I would not be building had I run off and built ministry uh, like I did FBI work, you Building know what I mean? Counterterrorism, counterterrorism tools that right. they're now using against us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so interesting to me because a very dear, a new dear friend of mine is mm-hmm. also an Iranian. Um, but she was, she's been a, a seasoned saint. She's been a believer for 30 years. She told me, she says, be careful. I see strong, successful Iranian women, start to work for the kingdom and their marriages fall apart. And I was like, Oh, that's not going to happen to me because I'm not doing that. You know mm. what I mean? And so it's, it's, it was even validated to me even more. So why the Lord um, made the situation the way he did. Mm. Um, and that Spurgeon's advice is meet the Lord where he puts you. Even if it's, you're the potter. Yep. Yep. I love it. It's so good. Wow. Yeah, for me, I see my where my I, I saw a little bit of my life. Now I'm very we're very blessed where we live. We're blessed. And I, I want to make sure that yes. I say that first that we could be far worse off. However, at our age, now I'm a, I'm a lot older than you. I'm like, like I'm like 30 or 40 years older at than least. you. <laughs> But I, I look at my uh, I, decades of law enforcement, getting shot at, getting in car chases, and then on occasionally crashing pretty wildly, you know, fiery, crazy car crashes, chasing people, to getting in fights, um, getting maced, which is the spray that gets it. I, I just think about, I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking I did all that um, for years, got bit by police dogs for 40 years, and and then I, so I, I think about that. And then I see some of my friends who's all their kids, they have grandkids now. Yeah. And they, and they have, and, and they, yeah, they, Going yeah, they, it's just them. It's just them. And, right? yeah. <laughs> and, and I see them and they have these big ranches now that they bought in, in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Chuck Knight. Yes. I have another friend who bought a very nice 
property in Idaho, <laughs> another guy in Missouri, you know, yeah. they're out there riding horses. <laughs> they have nowhere to go. Yeah. And then I, and I look at them and I think, wow, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> and then I get in my car and I drive to seven different locations every day <laughs> with, these, with these darn kids. But it, it, what stops me in my tracks is that I go, wow, this is what God has called me to do. And I, yes. and I so love it. And I'm almost, I'm getting emotional again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love, I love my time with them these these little moments of time and i love it when my 16 year old son who now or says he's 17 17 old yeah, now 17 17 <laughs> uh who has his own car now and he's driving around and he says dad can i not can i not drive can you can i just ride with you because i miss riding with you Aww. and then, so those comf those those moments of confirmation that god says down and says i yes. just want to send you this gift andy because you need to understand why you're doing this and your friends are doing that your friends are bored out of their freaking minds. Sure, every so often or they go to Acapulco. Or they may not be. Yeah, who cares? I, my thought is, <laughs> their life doesn't my flesh is telling bad. me they're bored. No, they're no. sick all the time. They got they got all kinds of stuff going <laughs> no. on. But the kids are keeping us young, Snugs. You think so? But I just think about that. That the, I was sitting yesterday uh, at Tuffrey Middle School. at from. I had to be there at 7.30. Yes. It was not warm. And I had my stupid Lululemon. I don't even know why. Now, now Lululemon's on my on my list of bad places. But, um, and that doesn't keep you warm, no. by the way. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and it's starting to get cold. And what we're supposed to be watching is a film festival of Falcon Films at Tuffrey Elementary that the kids have made all these little tiny short movies. Tuffrey Middle, by the way. What did I say? Elementary. Oh, sorry. Tuffrey Middle School. And... Ray doesn't tell me I should have brought a lawn chair, number one. That's so I'm right. so I'm sitting on the cement to begin with, and it's cold. I mean, this is, this has a point, but I'm when sure it talks it about living amongst the weeds and the hedges, hedges there I am, 61 years old, the at floor. a Tuffrey Middle School, sitting on the ground to watch as a bunch of really bad films, but really <laughs> good at the same time. Right? They're really bad, but they're really good. I mean, it's really like they do some. You know, the uh, the scene changes and the music and nothing matches oh, like the, nice. the, the gun goes boom and then bang. Like it's like it's like watching an old Japanese uh, <laughs> King Kong or uh, Godzilla movie. Um, and then it gets colder and colder. And it, it was an hour until the thing started. Um, and I just like I just loved it. It really was. I was uncomfortable. And I, what I loved is that Ray came out and gave me a hug and sat down. And she goes, I thank you for coming. She was only in one of the nine films for maybe two minutes. <laughs> but it made all the difference to her. Yes. Right. And, and, and that's what God wants us to show them. What God living with God looks like. Yes. And uh, I, I was the there was a lot of people there, but I was the only I. Had one? No, um, but I showed up. You were the only what? Her, her, the, her mom doesn't show up. Oh, it's like I go to the sports and, the, and then it's kind of the same thing. It, but that means so much to them. And, I, and I've tried to convey that as part of, you know, growing up with the kids and that it's so important to be there just to just to be there, even if they don't play. Like there are games that, you know, Kelly got brought up to varsity and there was a game that he didn't play at all. But he still really appreciated the yes. fact that we camp. So, I mean, th those, those are the things that I thought about that, you know, these moments in time where we're 
just a parent where we could have been past that. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Um, uh, again, or have never been that. Yes. Or, or be the parent that's never around, you know, that we yes. just said, you know what, uh, it's, it's more about us than about you guys. You guys just fend for yourself. I, I know parents that have done that. Parents who still do that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and I think, um, and ladies, Carrie and uh, Kate, uh, Carrie saying, and from what little I know about you, Carrie, I get that uh, my life seems small to me now. Not bad, just small. Mm. And and that's exactly, I think, what this devotional, what the point is, is that nothing is small. You know, when you know you're taking care, as um, if I'm not mistaken, that, you know, you're it's very uh, important that you're taking care of your husband right now. And that that is where the Lord has planted you. You know, that he's planted us all in these, um, in a uniquely important way, doing um what he's called us to do and be in that moment. And, re and remember what I also realized, um, which I, which I kind of expressed, but I want the point that I want to drive home is that it's not necessarily just service. In other words, that we're doing something for someone, but what he's growing inside of us. So that we can be a greater gift to the kingdom. Mm. So the, refinement of character and the refinement of our actions, the drawing nearer to God um, so that we can be of service to the kingdom in, in ways in which we don't even know. So can I talk about my divine appointment? Yes. So I, um, I did have to think about that. I'm driving back and forth constantly. And so I, I sometimes get sad that I am not having as many divine appointments as I would like, because all I do is sit in the car going back and forth an hour each direction. And uh, we were in Bible study with our friends. And then our one of the ladies there was like, you know, I really miss witnessing to people. I feel like I have no opportunities to witness. And I kind of nonchalantly say, because this is what I'm going through with the Lord. Um, well, to be I prayed for it. Like, of course I prayed. And I'm like, well, what I mean is, is that I have this funny experience. It's almost like a game that I play with the Lord is that I forget. I don't have any divine appointments. And then I remember and I say, oh, Lord, please give me divine appointments. Give me somebody to minister to. Give me something, some, some way in which I could speak of you um, today. And I had done that the, this particular morning uh, yesterday. And I get into this Starbucks as I'm waiting for my daughter to come out of therapy. And there is an old friend from our Bible study that is 45 minutes away. So he looks at me like, what are you doing here? Because he knows I live very close to where our Bible study was. And, um, and so we just started talking and it was, he really, really needed somebody to listen to him. And he really just needed someone to talk. And so when we prayed, I said, and, you know, he's feeling very, pretty hopeless and um, very, very difficult circumstances. And so what came out of my heart to pray for him is like, Lord, he needed to see you show up in power today. And you sent me here. And I said, may every single day you send one of your sons and daughters um, to meet him so that he knows he is loved and that from every, that you're with him and that you're watching and that you're comforting and that you'll just send somebody somewhere over the phone in person to say, Hey, I'm here. I'm walking with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Um, and so he started crying when I said that mm -hmm. um, in the prayer, but it was, uh, it was just beautiful. 
it was just beautiful that in my menial tasks as the potter um, in the dunghill of life, <laughs> the yeah, that really is a, a little bit of a dunghill, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> never despair, folks. We could be a benefit to the kingdom in the most miraculous ways. And I think there's ways that people that maybe have found themselves at home and it appears that they have nothing else going on that you really need to f- try to find something that you can do for the kingdom. I mean, really be creative. I, I think of this, I wrote it down while you were talking because it made me think about it, but it there's, there's tons of foster families out there and foster children um, that are living, uh, you know, short of, of stuff. And I, and I think about what friends church does. One of the, positive things that they do is they do um, a box of love. Um, and you could do, um, whoever's listening to this, you could do a, a smaller version of what the church does because it does thousands of these boxes and has the whole congregation. But you could yourself get a few boxes um, and fill them with with things that you think kids will need, which is toothpaste, socks, um, uh, hair brushes, uh, hair ties and this, yeah, this, this, and I, I mean, and just do that and then maybe write a note on the inside in some scripture and in, in uh, you know what do you call those things you hand out to people that have uh tracks tracks put some a track in there or uh well, one of you, your favorite books in there well let's even talk about the foster the foster system An, another very cool program they have is a foster parent mentor mm. so if you don't have the financial means to donate a penny you could be a mentor to these single moms that yep. are um, giving up their children or the parents that are adopting them and are just frazzled that need a baby, an occasional babysitter, or just need somebody to talk to or somebody to drive them to the store. Um, yeah, those are, yep. there's very cool ways to be of help to people. Volunteering at senior centers and for reading, you could be a reader and walk in and say, I want to volunteer my time to read to some of the people that maybe are having difficulty seeing or having difficulty themselves. And, you know, I'd be happy to do this as a group and, and read to them on every Thursday Yeah, and uh, bring one of your, like my book manhood, which is over there um, by Josh Hawley. It's a, it's a really good book, both with some uh, great information about being a man mixed with some scripture. And so you get that kind of book so that it's not just simply reading the Bible. Right. Or maybe even a devotional, which is almost purely, um, biblical uh, uh, narratives that you can get a book that kind of has a little bit of both in there. That would be sure. you know, an introduction to some of these people. I just, I'm just thinking about this. You got to kind of sit down and think, what is it that's in my community that I think that I could be of assistance and be uh, a light for Jesus Christ Amen. to add a little bit more spice to your day. You never know. And it maybe you don't, you can't leave the and, house. Uh, interestingly, there's on a lot of online things. I was just going to say, yeah. we get emails from Unsh- from the Unshaken conference all the time, asking people to be Christian mentors to kids. Mm. And that's all done online. Yeah. Good, uh, good idea. Schnooks. Yeah. So, uh, and Karen, I want to make sure everybody knows idea. this is green tea, by the way, it, it looks Jasmine a little tea. Jasmine green tea. Well, uh, anybody who's traveled to Morocco, Cindy's not on, so oh. she would have recognized it, but these are Moroccan teacups. Yeah. I never would have put tea in a glass cup like that. It burns your hands. Well, that's why on the painted section, it's uh, it's easier to hold. So you hold it with paint. I never knew they had such a thing. I learned so much. It's, you're just becoming a little more cultured. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You're so welcome, Carrie. And I'm sure you're walking um, beautifully. 
Yeah. It's, it's a big responsibility to take care of family. Uh, Lisa's saying, and don't forget during the millennial kingdom, we're all going to be ruling with Jesus. And I would imagine there's some thought going into our placement. there, interdependent on our work now. I always wondered about that, Lisa. You know, they say that it's, you know, that the Lord will give us crowns. Um, and uh, Paul constantly refers to us being rewarded for how we serve the kingdom in this life when we get up there. So I don't know. Fascinating to think of, though. Very cool. Oh, uh, we'll be governors more. or just uh, Valley Parkers. Uh, Lisa saying, I'm helping watch my grandkids while the parents are away and prayed with the housekeeper who is Christian for my granddaughter because she had night terrors. Oh, and her parents aren't Christian. Oh, how sweet. But the housekeeper was, I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Eris. My daughter is a social worker. Uh, the organization she works for the clients are kids who have aged out a foster care system uh -huh. and they struggle so much. She shares little stories with me. I have to tell her about the love box, the bag. Yeah, it's a great idea. They may like to do that there. That's awesome. Cindy knows a lot about kids that age out of foster care. Kiss, if I'm not mistaken, Cindy has fostered 11 children. Wow. And now has 32 grandchildren. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, pray, pray, pray. And second night she slept well. Hopefully nice. tonight she'll also sleep peacefully. That'll be a hat Amen. trick. That's what we call a hat trick. What's a hat trick? When you in hockey, if you score three goals, that's a hat trick. Oh, so nice. she sleeps three nights in a row. So I have the hat trick of sleep. Yes. Oh, Cindy, you are here. Cindy 15. says it's fifteen kids, not eleven. I thought well, some of the, some of those. Were, I thought some of those were yours, Cindy. <laughs> yeah, me too. I saw a great picture or maybe of her. Some of them are, and there's more than fifteen. There's like eighteen total. Is the picture that is on Facebook of you and your daughter? Is that that's your birth, your your blood? Because you guys look. Very much alike. I think even one person said, is that your sister? <laughs> That's now, cute. now, sometimes, you know, the daughter might think, hey, wait a minute. Do I look like I'm what, what's what's Cindy? Probably 40 years old. People people used to say that to me. Who's older, you or your brother? And I'd be like, oh, <laughs> he's like 250 pounds, bald head, long white beard. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Where's That's a just turban? mean. That's just mean. <laughs> a turban and a robe. All right, uh, let's get to the scripture. First, Just two. Yep. First Chronicles 4.23. These were the potters and those that dwelt among the plants in the hedges. There they dwelt with the king for his work. It's so beautiful. I mean, now after everything we talked about, right? These were the potters. That's all they did. They just made clay pots. And you know, what is it we find from these ancient um, communities, ancient villages and things? We find the pots. Oh yeah, their legacy has for thousands of yeah, years. Yeah. Nothing survives but the pots. Yeah, we don't we don't find any king's robes necessarily. I'm sure nope. there may have been one buried somewhere, but but what do we often find? Whether pots. it's on an Indian, uh, you know, old Indian reservation, or things whatever. made out of clay. Um, Egypt is always things made out of clay. It's amazing. Ah, oh, God, that verse has completely different meaning now. I love that. <laughs> Psalms um, 68, 13. Even those who lived among the sheepfold found treasures, doves with the wings of silver and feathers of gold. And I mean, after, in First Chronicles 4, 23, he says that, and they dwelt among the plants and the hedges, meaning it was difficult. They had like nowhere to lay their head, but there they were with the king. That's what we need to remember every day. Yep. But there we're with the king. 
you know, even these people, this is another reason I think why, uh, where it says even those who lived among the, among sheep the sheepfolds, yeah, in the sheep where pack. was Jesus born? In the sheepfold. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's something. And what is a Psalm in 68, when that's, uh, how many years? Uh, 5,000 years ago. So 3,000, essentially. Two be to 3,000. Before 000. Jesus yes. was born. Yes. Wow. Is that another? Uh, prophetic scripture? Prophetic, yeah, prophetic scripture. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Want to hear what Jim has to say? Uh, hold on. Oh. So 15, Cindy. Yes, my daughter. She is 45 in 65. Wow, Cindy. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, you guys look so similar. You really do look like So sisters. of the 15 children, Cindy, only one of them is your blood child. I didn't realize that. I thought at least like three of them were. Kate says, I always feel guilty that I'm unable to do physically anything for the Lord, but I do pray and encourage others. Absolutely. And maintain the website and maintain the website, but there is no interaction with others, just lots of visitors. Well, see, Kate, that's the thing about, that's something my mentor told me when we were starting an online ministry. She says, you get no feedback. And she says, at times that could be very, very difficult, but you, because you have no idea that what you're putting out in the world how it blesses other people, unless by chance somebody reaches out and says, thank you, and sends you a comment. Other than that, you have no idea of the impact you're making for the kingdom. And it's, it's a difficult, it's a difficult uh, ministry, but um, it's a very important one, Kate, and telling your story and blessing others with your testimony and surviving what you survived, I am sure has been very impactful for people yeah you never know if your website is a mustard seed for somebody or a mountain yes uh, it, it says but it doesn't matter in god's eyes it's uh they're equal because they uh it all makes a difference it's a, a seed planted that will lead them to jesus christ okay now i'm really confused cindy's saying five are my bio 15 are foster and three are adopted so 20 20 children no no 23 23 children total cindy I was gonna say, are you the are you the Duggars? But the Duggars <laughs> didn't end up well. They there's some stories. But coming or are five are my bio fifteen or Foster yeah. three or twenty three? Was there really twenty three children, Cindy? Probably not all at the same time. Oh, I mean, God. ten is a lot. Our five is a lot. <laughs> I find five to be a lot. I can't even imagine. Uh, wow. Um, and. Uh, Carrie says to Kate, yeah, the fellowship uh, is difficult. And uh, especially for you ladies that don't get a chance to, you know, physically interact with people. And it's like you, it's such an interesting time also in, in our world where uh, we just don't understand why the Lord protects us and keeps us. Um, that expression set apart has whole new meaning now, you know? Um, and it is, uh, I don't know, we, we just have to accept the blessing there is in in that too. Mm -hmm. Because um, the Lord is growing us in very unique ways. And um, especially in this time when we could be exposed to so much evil, uh, being isolated uh, to a certain extent may be a blessing uh, that he's doing on purpose. And Sidney's saying, Right, not all at the same time, but that's still a lot. Yeah. City, you're superwoman. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, cool. super mom. That's amazing. You know, it's also coming to mind, and I just heard this recently, and I don't know who. Did we read Jim's too? Not yet. Okay. 
uh, is that even a simple note to somebody or a letter to somebody that maybe you haven't spoken to in a while, uh, maybe about your journey or about what's going on with your life may be enough to trigger somebody to maybe even give you a call and say, I wanted to hear about more about what you're talking about. Yes. I think it, strangely enough, that might be uh, during uh, an interview with President Trump or somebody that helped to, oh, it was the, that person that helped President Trump write his book that's all about, that shows all the letters that he has written oh, right. uh, and he has received. And it was during that discussion that, that, you know, people have forgotten the skill and the, the power of writing a letter to somebody, not an email, not a text, but handwriting a letter to somebody. Right. So, I mean, it just is another thing that maybe, you know, from time to time, you write out a letter to somebody that you haven't talked to in a while. And, and that may be enough to bless somebody. Absolutely. Uh, so all these little things you can think of, just be creative. Um, let's go and see what Jim Ryman has to say on the devotional. It may sound trite to say bloom where you are planted, but there's profound truth in this simple statement. Amen. Paul addressed this very issue by saying each one should retain the place in life that the Lord assigned to him. That's so good. And to which God has called him. This is the rule I lay down in all the churches. And that's from 1 Corinthians 7, 17. We need to come to the realization our Lord has many different roles and gifts he bestows on his people. We have different gifts according to the grace he's given us. That's Romans 12, 6. So not only is it important for each of us to exercise what our gift entails, it is important we exercise it precisely where God would have us do so. That's what's so, uh, that's the, the story he's been telling me. Mm. You know, like it's it's not just the gift, it's you you. You exercise it where I plant you. And we need each other to be faithful to this so that we, as God's church, do not become unbalanced. We depend on each other. The importance of reaffirming that for somebody, because how many people, especially in tumultuous times, do we hear our friends, oh, we got to move. Oh, we're going to go here. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, I don't like my life. Oh, I want to change my job. Like just the sense of anxiety or agitation, like not feeling grounded in where the Lord has planted you. Because if you, if you can't, if you can't have confidence in the grounding, mm. it becomes very difficult to learn the lessons. If you're constantly trying to escape the, the suffering or what you perceive to be suffering, you never go through the challenge. You know, you're, you're constantly yearning for another location. Does that make sense? Yep. And then you also, you'll never make the change in the world around you. Right. If you... Because you're always looking, I'm supposed to go somewhere else yep. to do this, you know? Yep. Um, help me, Lord, to use my gifts for your glory where you have placed me. May I be grateful for my gifts and never complain about what you have called me to do and where you have determined I should serve you. I want to turn that into a poster and put it in my bedroom. In our bedroom. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. <laughs> oh my gosh um i wanted to um oh look at oh. carrie says set apart and protected i had not thought of that it feels you may be right hedia oh i love that that's so. I, that's that's what i felt carrie that's what came to me so and then cindy says and remember i was a foster kid so she is pas passionate about foster care i don't know if uh, you know what Cindy, if as many, uh, if people paid it forward like you did, I don't think we'd have any children 
in foster care anymore or any children that had to live in a home. Mm. Um, it's just so important to, to, to turn around and make a blessing from your experiences and your passion. Um, so that's remarkable, Cindy. God bless you for that. Yes, I love where God has called me to pastor in the middle of rural Oklahoma. Absolutely. That is a that is so cool. I told you I like Oklahoma. Oklahoma. So I wanted to um give a, a is it a praise report? What is it that I want to give a, a a maybe it was a God moment more than anything else. Oh, okay. Um so we did something that we've been meaning to do since we moved here. Uh, and that is to go for a walk at Yorba Regional Park, which is oh, right down the street. That was a God moment? It was a God moment because we, I don't know, we did, we're we on this new uh, diet, oh, this new yes. program, this new lifestyle <laughs> of a carnivore diet where we're eating just meat. <laughs> <laughs> no vegetables, no fruit, no, no sugar. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't shame us. Yeah. But it's a, it's a it, thing. It has been incredible. The first God, God moment with that actually just was a little bit more. It made me feel good. I walked down the stairs and Zara goes, Oh my gosh, Andy, you've lost so much weight. <laughs> hey, I, was I that fat? <laughs> You're just, it, it's like swelling. You lost swelling. Yes. So anyway, we go on this walk at Yorba Regional Park and it's just, I've not felt that, that moment with, with you and us since you lived in Westlake. What moment? We, we, we'd go oh, for walks and we lay yeah. down the towel or the, the, the blanket yeah. and, and, and sit there. And it just kind of like brought us back to that beginning Aww. point. And then, so that's what we did. We went for this walk, which is uh, uh, Yorba Regional Park um, is a very long park that has a lake and it has ducks and swans. Because there was COVID and, and, in Westlake. So we yes. did a lot of walking and uh, yes. hiking. Yes. Yes. And then I had bought this new blanket contraption from <laughs> yeah. uh, Costco that has, you unzip it and it turns into a blanket. It's like a, it, it looks awesome. like a pillow and it turns into a blanket. And we threw it down on the ground and we laid on our backs and looked up to the trees and Oh, it was, um, it was beautiful. God just, again, uh, blessing us with a moment in time where we were alone, um, Which on a walk, rare. <laughs> just rare and, um, and just spent time together. And it, sometimes mm -hmm. we were uh, moments of not talking at all. And then moments of just talking about the kids or random stuff and, Amen. and being on that walk. So I, I thought that was really, for me, that was an, it was awesome to be on that walk. Aww. It really, really made you my day. You didn't say anything to me. I, I am now. I, I saved it for the devotional. That's sweet. <laughs> Jan French says, I walk at your early regional. Yes. Remember? Yeah. I remember that uh, several days a week. My favorite. Mm. It's beautiful. Kate says, I went out for the first time last Wednesday to Bible study. We are in winter and the heating failed and it set me off on a um, flare up. I try to see beyond the pain and fatigue and look to him. Amen. I hope you enjoyed the fellowship at least, Kate. So that's a rheumatoid arthritis. arthritis yeah. Uh, very nice. Carrie's giving us hearts and palm trees and sun. And that was, yeah, that was our walk. Yeah. What about you? Have nice. you had a God moment lately that you can speak of? Other than my divine appointment, which was a huge God That's moment. a divine appointment. That's not a God moment. That's not a God moment? No. You, <laughs> it it would have been if you would have said it was a God moment. <laughs> for my men's Bible study, that's one thing that we uh, 
have during our Bible study. Well, he, uh, Rob will stop and say, okay, who's had a God moment? And they always, then like today he goes, Andy, you always have God moments. What was, what was your God moment? And what'd you say? It was uh, our meeting with Pastor Jack. Yes. Uh, having that moment to uh, tell him how much he's means to us and yes. why um, we're grateful that he opened a church when he did. It doesn't, wasn't obviously just for us, even though he said that was why I opened it just for you guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I shared that with them and they, uh, Oh wow. That, and I go, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was awesome for us to be able to sit there with him. It was two on one it and, was. Uh, and share that with him. That was definitely, I would say that was the God moment. Uh, very good. All right. And I actually think it's um, so because me and Andy are on this new diet, I, I, it was interesting to me because I felt like it's so interesting. I can't even explain it. Like I, I was telling people, they're like, why are you you doing that? Um, Because most people do it to lose weight. And that's just, I, I don't need it to lose weight. And I just tell them like, I open this drawer at night and I do the, what do you call it? The pharmacy, pharmacy or, yeah, and I can't even tell you. There's literally 30 bottles, and I have to put supplements into this little pill case, and then the things I have to take at night, and then the things Andy has to take, and then what my daughter has to take. It's like a 45 minute process, and I started to think that this can't be right. I can't, I can't need, I can't keep eating, and then having these things like that. I have to supplement everything that I'm eating, and it just so. It just felt nice to um, my God moment with you actually was cooking together because Mm. we used to do that together all the time. And because we're on this special diet, we're eating at home now. And it just felt really nice to go back to cooking our own food all day, all day. We, we, we could be been in the kitchen all day, (laughs) but it was nice. (laughs) Yes. No. Yes. Oh, no. That, that, I I think that's the number two God moment, but, uh, yeah, that was. Really I love good. that, and it's and it, it, it for us. It's getting back to basics because it was we're eating out all the time, and so then just you know by by virtue of doing that, you know you're just polluting your body with God knows what at that point. Um, so it's been many people would say, "Wait, finding you, God's you, glory you where think, you're planted." You think that that's <laughs> you think polluting your body? Uh, you know, going all the time is is polluting. But uh, you're just only eating meat. Like it really is an insane concept when it we've is. been told the lies by not only the government, by, by by the medical industry that you have to eat certain amount of vegetables and and, and fruits and that kind of stuff. We're we're finding it quite. Um, it's uh, very difficult to maintain, but very but it feels effective. amazing. That's the word I was looking for. Quite effective. Yes. Um. When, when we talk about the pharmaceuticals, only one of them that I know of is a uh, prescription. Do you have any that are a prescription? Maybe one. Only or two. two. Yeah. My thyroid. But the 30 other pills that we take are, are all supplements because supplements. we've, because <laughs> we're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. But uh, it is, I already feel a great deal of, uh, of a difference in. I mean, the weight just every day. I think I've got I've lost six pounds since we started. Yes. Um, the the clarity there's a it's difficult in the beginning for you because it your sugar. body's d- craving sugar. Yeah, this absolute addiction. I've had uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, my whole uh, beginning of my whole adult life. Uh, I don't know. I may still have it. They just stopped checking it because I didn't. 
oh, had no issue of fertility anymore. Um, and that's all from uh, insulin resistance. Mm. So I've had, I've been battling this literally since I was 18 years old. Wow. So yeah, so Carrie, uh, Kate, I, I actually sent it to Kate because Jordan Peterson and his daughter had cured so many. And Kate, I'm telling you, if you do the research, watch a bunch of videos, it literally um, has cured so many people from um, illnesses like rheumatoid arthritis and Wait, other you gotta be careful diseases. making claims on the internet. Just I wanted. Oh right, uh, yeah, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just we telling can't say you to cured. watch. Yeah, we can't cured. say cured. She seemingly uh, at the same time that she went on a uh, a carnivore diet yeah, seems uh, symptoms. Yep. Got rid of the symptoms. Yep. So whether it's still there, who knows? But it's just I don't know. It seems like there are so many reports from people that cleared up their symptoms by eliminating toxic. Um, I was really shocked to hear what you've shared with me and what we've seen on the videos about vegetables. It just seems like, so now when I walk into Whole Foods, I'm sorry, this is, the, we've turned into a cooking show again, yeah. uh, but I walked into Whole Foods yesterday and I walk in there and the first thing you walk into in that first door there on Valencia and Imperial Highway is vegetables and fruit. Yes. And, it's so and it looks beautiful. Yes. So it looks pretty. beautiful. And when you, when you hear the people talk, they say the grocery stores have created much of this uh, dependency uh, on sugar mm -hmm. is through their marketing and the the need to sell as many products as possible, and whether it's this, good for you or not. And think of this. What is the WEF fighting? Like if they're our enemy, we should do absolutely opposite of everything they say. And what is that weirdo Klaus telling everybody now? <laughs> yeah. No meat. No meat. They're literally trying to Bugs. eliminate all meat. Yeah, he wants us to eat bugs. Yeah, so you say, if this guy wants me to eliminate meat, all I'm going to eat is meat because there's some reason why this guy doesn't want me to eat it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just, it, oh, and Carrie's saying she has a friend that does carnivore for health reasons. Yeah, I I got to say, it does, um, I, I'm not going to make any claims that we are going to be doing this for the next 15 years. It is extremely difficult. Uh, it's an elimination diet. It's something you do to um, get healthier, but I don't think it's sustainable long-term. There's some people that have done it for years, but I can't imagine doing it for years. Yeah. But it feels pretty good. Yeah. That's all. And I still love my LifeWise uh, products. I still take those. Last night I slept amazing. Uh, because of the dream and the clarity. I wake up in the morning, take a strip, man, and I'm off and running. Yeah, especially when you're not drinking coffee anymore. Yeah, stop drinking coffee. And he's not drinking $130. I did, the, I did the math. Somewhere around oh, $130 to $140 a month. Nice. That, I'm saving in that we're now spending on meat. Yeah. <laughs> Kate says we're insane. Yes. <laughs> Kate. I want, I want you to do the lion diet challenge, the lion diet. I challenge you, Kate, even well, seven days. I want to be careful telling people to do something. No, it's a challenge. But yeah, just look into it. it. And if you feel like that's something you want to do, then you just make the try choice. it. <laughs> seven, I'm like, what could kill you? First of all, you get this weird flu-like symptoms in the beginning. Yeah, it's you not easy. A lot of, Any it's not diet easy. though, anything that you change, like when I stopped drinking coffee, I had a headache for about a week and a half and. You know, and it yeah. was and, and remember, this I is just, not for, this is not a lifetime commitment. You're just saying, hey, I'm telling you, try this for a couple of days and see what mm. happens. I thought about 31 flavors today for just a second. For just a second, yeah. or like I, for five minutes. I said, no, no, devil, devil <laughs> out, out, <laughs> and the devil went away, wanting me to eat some 31 uh, flavors. 
the uh i was out with my daughter um because she wanted to eat at this fish place so i had like this uh boiled fish and the guy was paleo the guy was car- uh, uh came off a keto carnivore and he my waiter and he's like yeah man i lost 80 pounds and i was like Oh, well, you don't look like you put it back on. He's like, yeah, but I was dying. He's like, I was, he's like, I managed to keep the weight off. I learned great eating habits and I've been able to keep most of the weight off, but he lost 80 pounds mm. on the diet. But what about his health? I mean, you can lose pounds and not be healthy. Oh yeah. No, right? he, I mean, he, he said he feels great. <laughs> yeah. He said he feels great. He said it was the best thing he ever did. Yeah. Oh, it was it, I, right now. I feel the best I felt in a very long time. I've been very uncomfortable in my gut. Uh, yeah, actually, and, he's had um, very bad spasms uh, in my chest. Yeah. I, I thought I was having a heart attack. I actually went to the emergency room. Um, yeah, it, it's and then I just didn't feel good. I was tired, even though um, I was doing everything I could to uh, com- combat the, the tiredness. Physically tired. Yeah. Like mentally, I was, you know. I, I was fine. Attack. Sharp as attack, but I was just <laughs> exhausted. I, I felt like I was walking through wet sand. Yeah. And it just didn't feel good. I, I don't feel like that today. It's been pretty amazing. Um, and we, this is not a promotion or a sponsorship yeah, or anything. This is our walk happened? with Jesus yeah, happens to be with a meat diet. <laughs> because we want to be a lion. We want to be a lion. Um, do you, do you, in, in no coffee? Yeah. Um, so much for very vegetarian. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? I'm telling you that Klaus Schwab advocates that. I want to do whatever, whatever he says. <laughs> I want to do the opposite. Yeah. Hey, what is the name of that? It's not, it was a Ted talk, but they won't let her use it as a Ted talk. Uh, I think Michaela really, Peterson. Oh, you're not. Can you type it in here? her name? Can you find it on the YouTube? On the YouTube? Yes. <laughs> Give it a shot. Cause I just would at least like to put it in the, in the comments that way they can see. And again, this isn't to suggest to you that the, Living Fearless Devotional is saying you guys need to eat. Yeah, we're just <laughs> the, telling you about I'm our just walk. you what our, uh, our experience is with the lion diet. Look at you, how fast you are. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So, yeah, so let's, uh, I'm just going to share this link. And you can watch it and make, this would be maybe one of the first videos. I, I think this was the video that pushed me over. To the edge. Oh, really? To really give it a, a, a sound shot. Yeah. Um, we're not doctors. We're not nutritionists. We're just. Yeah. So I put in the link. Two kids to, uh, the, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. The YouTube link in the in the comments. So you just watch that. And it's very short. And hear what her experience is and, and the difference it made in her life. And then you make a decision. Uh, and then watch some other videos. Um, Dr. Ken Berry. Can berry, yeah, berry like you a see. berry on a tree, or berry like berry manilow, berry manilow, <laughs> b a r r y. Yes. Okay. What's his name again? Doctor Ken Berry. Doctor Ken Berry. And that's his website address. Yes. All right. Now that we've moved this into a cooking show again <laughs> for the second time in a row. Well, I mean, let's face it. As as uh, followers of Christ, we don't have. We have family. Yep. We have food. We have Jesus. Not a lot of other topics that we cover. <laughs> so, in any given day, we'll maybe cover well, all three. Well, God wants or to one take, of the two to take care of our temple, yes, our, our bodily temple. Absolutely. And He wants us to be healthy so that we can be out there and to share I, the gospel. And I don't want to go into the apocalypse needing thirty supplements. This is, <laughs> this is really just not seem practical. Doesn't seem practical at all. Oh my goodness. <laughs> We're going to be living out of our car and the back seat's going to be filled with all the supplements. Right? 
Oh my gosh. Kick the kids out to make room for the supplements. Just one last thing. I just got to share what happens at night. So she was talking about this pharmacy, uh, you know, routine that we go to at night. So we're laying there, but we feel like we're like 90 year old people, but uh, they're mostly supplements. And so uh, here she's like sitting there on the edge, you know, in her 90 and, um, I just hear the drawer open and she just goes to work. You hear the, the bottles, you know, the sound that those bottles make the caps taken <laughs> off. And it's like a pharmacist in a, in the, in the, in the yeah. at Kaiser Permanente. Yes. And then I have this little cup that she uses and she has a little glass, beautiful glass, little <laughs> tiny little, um, uh, 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 martini glass with this little tiny thing. <laughs> oh, no, it's way too small to be a martini glass, like that big. My and, mom gave it to me for pills. And you hear these pills getting dropped into each one of these cups, and it, it takes a good 15, 20 minutes yes. to go through all those pills. Every night this happens. And then she she's her back is to me. I'm on my side of the bed. And all of a sudden she just reaches and she goes like that. And then I go, Thank you. And I wrap it, I throw it back. And then, and, then, and then sometimes I forget the cup. And so the next night she's going, Hey, did you not give me that cup back? Where's your cup? Where's your cup? And so then I have to crawl on the ground to look for the cup underneath the bed or behind the nightstand because that's where it, it just falls. Feels ridiculous, <laughs> just feels ridiculous. I go, I, no, I gave you back the cup. No, you didn't. The cup's not in here. I go, Hedia, look in the drawer. And then you hear it like going through the drawer and there, and sometimes there's the cup. And then sometimes the cup oh. is at the foot of the bed under the covers. Oh the little cup just goes all over the place. Oh, it's crazy. Every night. Every night. Every night this has been happening. So if the carnivore diet is going to get us <laughs> out of that madness, yeah. then, then I'm I'm going to eat right? this steak. Oh, and then today I go to, we go to Costco. And you know, Costco has those $1.50 hot dogs with a drink. And I go, oh, I'm so hungry. And so I go to Hedy, I go, oh, can I? Because I have to ask her first. She's She knows everything. And so I go, can I have one of those hot dogs? And she looks, she goes, says, all beef. I go, there might be, she goes, there might be some stuff in there, but you know what? You can have it. And, uh, and she goes, but you can't have the bun. You see the look on her face. You can have hot dog. But, and then she, her face changed. You can't have the bun. I go, okay. So I go to the lady there at the window and I said, I'll take one of those hot dogs. I go, I don't need the bun. And she looks and she goes, oh, okay. And then she gives me the, this is, wiener in the, a bag. she gives me my wiener, uh, wiener in a bag. <laughs> and then I, apparently we can eat mustard. Yes. And so, and so over there with the mustard and the ketchup and the relishes, there's no cups or anything. Cause they assume you're just going to put it right on the hot dog. And so I'm looking around and there's a couple right to my right here. And I go, well, there's nothing. So I get like four napkins and I put the napkins under the mustard <laughs> spray. <laughs> mustard into a napkin and the lady kind of looks yeah the kind of lady kind of looks at me she goes she looks at her husband like like what is this what is this guy guy? he doesn't look homeless (laughs) but but she thought you were i think she thought i was homeless like yeah like yeah Oh my god so now i walk in with a mustard and a in a in a wiener in a bag <laughs> in a small garbage bag like most people carry vodka from 7-eleven <laughs> to this ford expedition you know a brand new one like they go oh i thought he was homeless <laughs> Oh my god! You need the <laughs> so then we're in the truck. I'm I'm so hungry for meat. I'm like a like a I'm like a lion in the car, car and dipping my hot my wiener in the in the yellow mustard. <laughs> <It's a> mustard <laughs> she and she breaks into the the groceries and gets out the mustard. What is it? Munster cheese. Munster cheese. 
and I'm eating a, like a, a monster cheese and a wiener <laughs> with yellow. Uh, like this is, our, this is our life. Yes. And, and this is to get rid of, of the the pharmacy. Of the pharmacy. Yes, we got to get rid of the pharmacy. And not just that, <gasps> but you have had gastric distress. We literally thought you were having a heart attack. You've done every test under the sun, <laughs> and every day I ask you. This was three months ago. Every yeah. day I ask you, do you feel better? You're like a little. Yeah, so like, no. I, don't know I actually didn't because I know smoke. you would tell me to go back to the doctor. So I say, oh, I feel but a little bit better. But see, that's scary. <laughs> that's scary that you're having such, you know what I mean? I don't know if you're having a stroke. I don't know if it's yeah. just indigestion. And everybody I watched the, has, that was overweight that tried the carnivore diet had the same kind of thing. Men, they were either because they were overweight or they just had constant gastric distress, mm-hmm. metabolic syndrome. Well, what really scared me was the other day when I walked into the bathroom and you said, what's that lump? And I had this lump on my chest right here. Right. And it was like the opposite of my a lump on my back, like, you know, Quasimodo. Yeah. <laughs> but it was on my chest. It was. It was like this bump. And I go, and I go, oh, no, Dan Bongino had a bump and it turned out to be non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. No. And so you scared the, the, the bejesus out of me. But it turned out I just had some inflammation, some swelling from sleeping wrong. It was really kind of funny. Like, it's not there now anymore. It's, it's all gone. You but see, it's... you made Jim laugh too. Just <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. We should have taken a video of it with me with yeah, this we're, this we're, wiener and, we're and, just and, crazy. And, a, and a piece of cheese. Well, is... and also, and also, like, because Andy didn't take the wiener out of the bag and wrap it in a napkin. No, he just like an like a like a bottle. He was eating it slowly yeah. out of this little this little brown paper bag, yeah. like just wrapped around and dipping it. Yeah, you would have thought I had a whiskey bottle inside that paper yeah. bag, the way that it was like wrapped up. Like I was going, <laughs> but I was eating, a, I was eating a wiener. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. <laughs> and then you're opening up the package of cheese, and you're like a little mouse, like gung, 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 <laughs> eating the cheese. Where's it? <laughs> so weird. <laughs> oh, this Beverly Hills woman eating yeah. cheese in a in a in a wiener at uh, Costco. I'm really proud. I of didn't it. touch the wiener. I really. I was afraid. <laughs> I was afraid it had sugar in it. I didn't touch it. I just ate my cheese. Anyways, it's a little humor for you for Saturday night. How long do you think uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs is going to keep us on his <laughs> real life network? Like somebody's going to say, "Hey, Pastor Jack, have, have you have, ever listened to this? Have you listened to the all the way to the end? Because it's fine, and then at the end, it kind of goes off the rails. <laughs> I'm not sure if you want this on your uh, on your network. Oh. It's not appropriate. Oh. We're like those teachers that are getting kicked out of school for <laughs> doing things that are inappropriate. Oh, okay. Thank you all. Yes. <laughs> Thank you all for staying with us. For bearing with us. Did we answer the people's question who had a concern as to what it was called and all that kind of stuff? It's called the the carnivore. Carnivore diet. Right? Carnivore diet. Cindy says she hasn't been able to eat fruit and vegetables for years. Um, and oh. she ate regular this week and made me sick. Oh, don't do it. Don't do it, Cindy. Uh and, oh, and I'm so curious why rheumatoid arthritis, no dark greens yeah. for the nephrologist. Yeah, so yeah. so fascinating. And Kate says, do we eat eggs and meat? Yes, eggs, meat, and cheese. We do we do dairy. Some people have a intolerance to dairy, but me and Andy have no problem. We're both huge cheese fans. And not milk necessarily, but no milk. Uh, heavy cream. cream. Heavy cream. Because <laughs> it has no carbs. It's, just, it's opposite world. It really is. It uh, really is. We were so don't eat, don't drink the, you know, don't use the heavy cream because it's, it's so full of fat, but that's why it's good. 
the fat causes satiate, uh, satiety, satiated, <laughs> makes you satiated. There you go. Uh, and that stops you from overeating. That stops you from being on that vicious glucose cycle, starving, eating, starving, binging. And yeah, we got to go because uh, Lisa's uh, grandson is calling. So good night. Wiener, wiener, chicken dinner. And you can eat chicken too, right? You can. Yeah, chicken. You can. Beef. I am not craving chicken at all. Mm. We're gonna no. try some lamb. Yeah, lamb. I don't know why I'm not craving chicken. What about pork? You can. Some people have a sensitivity. If you're if you're doing it for uh, illnesses, autoimmune stuff, I, from what I've read and listened to, a lot of the autoimmune people cannot tolerate pork. It's mm. a heavy meat, you know. Yep. Uh, so people just haven't been to- uh, tolerating it well. But well, one last comment. Yeah, uh, Carrie says uric acid is high with. Well, isn't uric acid come a lot with meat, Carrie? But uric acid is also maybe in green leafy vegetables. That's fascinating. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll have to look into a little bit more about that. Yeah. But it seemed to me that that's the thing that uh, uh, Jordan's Peterson's daughter was suffering from, wasn't it? Was yes. it rheumatoid arthritis? Bad. And it, and it, it completely like, went it away. Breaking her, uh, shattering her bones. <sighs> yeah. So it's interesting. Just one uh, quick thing from uh, this discussion is that that was an originally was originally a TED talk, but the TED people told her she could not use it as a TED talk because they, they felt they felt that that diet is too dangerous. Yes. So I have to make sure and tell you that too. But um, which goes with the whole weirdo Klaus Schwab movement. Yep. Yeah. So you just can't believe these people anymore. It really is. Really ah, crazy. see, dark greens and pork have mm. uric acid. So see, that, that's why Michaela doesn't eat pork. Uh, so that'd she be like kale eats. would be, wouldn't that be a dark yes. green? Or? Spinach. And um, which they say are very toxic. Spinach and kale. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, get them, get them out of your diet. But um, that's probably why uh, people with uh, RA can't have pork. Mm. All right. All right, my friends, we love you guys. Thank you. We love you. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us and putting up our shenanigans as usual. Yes. Laughter right. is good medicine, Iris says. Yeah, <laughs> very good. All right, my friends. We God love bless. You. Happy Sunday. God bless. Take care.